Hey everyone, grab your orange banana smoothies, take a seat, and get ready for episode 8 of Disney Channel Original Newbies. I'm Joanna. And I'm Sam. And today we are going to talk about the 1999 movie Smart House, which was directed by LeVar Burton. Who's that? Reading Rainbow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I have to agree. Just based on everything I know about him, which is watching Reading Rainbow. Well, there's a lot more you need to know, but that's all you need to know to know that he is a great guy. Did you ever watch Star Trek? No. Okay. He's like a main character in that show, too. Yes, but I did watch Reading Rainbow. Your dad's into Star Wars, right? Yes, both my parents are into Star Wars, and my mom is also into Star Trek. Okay, but your dad doesn't like Star Trek. That was my next question. I don't think he dislikes it, but he's just not as into it. And neither of them are into it enough to get you into it. Right. Do you think people that like Star Trek are nerds? Yeah. Do you think people who like Star Wars are nerds? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not like the no the people who like Star Wars are cool. That's a big thing though in like the Star Wars community is that they dislike people who like Star Trek or Trekkies and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, but you don't have any ill will toward those people. No, I think they're they're fine because you're not that. I guess you are very into Star Wars, but I am not very enough into Star Wars. Not enough to be like a full on I don't Star Wars geek. Dislike people based on their fandoms, and that's not true. Remember when you punched that girl that was dressed as Spider Girl? Okay, she was asking for it. But besides that. But yeah, besides okay. that. <laughs> Is it even a Spider Girl? I have no idea. Yeah. Is it really? We don't have time for that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, so we're getting to the movie Smart House, which before we get into it, was one of my favorite, definitely top five most memorable movies. I definitely remember the plot of this movie way more than most other movies. Definitely the ones we've seen so far, except for Brink, probably. Did it live up to uh, your childhood memories? I think that it's pretty much the same as I remember it being. But obviously, like, effects and stuff like that are much different than movies now. So we're kind of spoiled with how things look. Right. But it still was... We'll get into whether... How I felt about the movie in general, about liking it or disliking it Mm -hmm. at the end. But definitely exactly how i remember it okay that's pretty not many differences that's pretty good yeah and just as an overview of this movie it follows a family who wins a prize to live in a smart house the title of the movie mm-hmm. in this house that they're living in is very very high tech and futuristic pretty much does everything they want and it's- has this like ai program running it it's basically a regular house today it's an Alexa. Yeah. It's a house where everything is run by Alexa. That's exactly right. <laughs> Including the walls. And the floors. Too much so. I kind of wish that we had those floors. The floors would just suck things up. Don't you like vacuuming? I thought we talked about this before. Isn't it one of your favorite hobbies? <sighs> I wish listeners could see the death stare I'm giving you right now. <laughs> we'll get into vacuuming later. Yeah, so they win this lottery, and they live in this house, and the real issues arise when the, I guess, the AI system of the smart house starts causing issues. 
with the people living in the house and the uh, visitors to the house. Yes, but the issues were caused um, because, oh, Miles. No, not Miles. Miles is the... The main kid? Yeah. What's the main kid? Ben. Yeah. Ben. Didn't get that far in my notes. But to be fair, the issues start in the house because Ben makes them happen. He goes into the control room and overrides the security system and basically puts in some programs to make Pat more motherly. Yes, and there were also some minor glitches before that point, but not to the same extent that of the terrorizing. (laughs) Right, the glitches were like Pat would overheat and go crazy with the smoothies. A little too crazy. Well, not even crazy with the smoothies, pre-smoothie things would get crazy. And we'll get into the smoothies later. Plenty of smoothie talk about this movie. (laughs) And just to introduce you to some of the characters here, as we said, the main, I guess he's the protagonist is the boy in the family, I would say. Yeah. His name is Ben, and he loves basketball and loves doing chores around the house, it sounds like, or just kind of has to do chores around the house. Our first view of him is him, yeah, doing chores, taking care of the house, making a casserole. Um, he's cooking and cleaning. Um, he goes to pick up his sister, but I will say that he went to pick up his sister and he left the oven on. Was his sister just outside though, or she was at school? He left and walked somewhere to pick her up and then walked her home. So he was cooking the casserole in the oven, but I personally would not leave for any amount of time with the oven on no that's a good point that's Mm -hmm. probably for the best and going back to the sister her name is angie and i think you recognized it early on that she looked familiar right yeah she plays uh brink's sister in brink but she's much less obnoxious in this movie as she was in brink i would say but less mean to her brother i would agree and I think that has more to do with the script writers than her. You think that was her idea? She's like, you know what? I'm not going to be a brat in this movie. Yeah, she had full artistic control. <laughs> that makes sense. And very early on, one of the first scenes we get introduced to a woman named Sarah. And she's the one. She's like a scientist, I guess, in this movie. And she's the one that designed the house, put an AI, set up Pat, who is the AI system in the house. And she's the uh, the brains behind the project. Yeah, shout out to women in STEM fields. And I think Miles was her partner. He was the PR guy, I think, working on the house. Yes. So he, he was very lazy, it seemed like. He was just sitting around while Sarah did all the work. He was also wearing sunglasses inside, which was, uh, for me, his defining characteristic. It was very bright in that house, you got to admit. Oh, yeah, there was at least one window. Yeah, so totally understandable. And like we said before, there was a it was a lottery to see who gets to live in the smart house. And so basically the premise of the lottery is whoever wins the lottery gets a free house to live in that'll just do whatever you want for you. And it also seems like the house magically produces food. Yes, any food that you want. Yeah. 
So in addition to having this house, it doesn't seem like they have to pay for anything. The food is just there. Definitely don't have to pay for anything. Definitely aren't paying a mortgage, aren't paying taxes, aren't paying for cleaning because it does it automatically, aren't paying for food, aren't paying for videos and music and all this stuff. It's all free. It's all included with the house, it sounds like. This is a pretty sweet deal. Despite all of that, there's only 8,400 entries to this lottery. Yeah, people are missing out. A free house. With all of those things that you just listed included. Every single homeless person in the world should have applied in this lottery. Well, you see, the barrier was that you had to apply online. Oh, internet. $19.99 getting internet? Oh, that's another thing. Incredible. He was tying up the phone line because he was on the internet. So they couldn't get any phone calls. Good old dial-up internet. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> Did you have, I'm, sh- I'm sure you had issues with that growing up, right? Um, we had a separate phone line. Oh, wow. Like yeah. early on? Yeah, pretty early on. Wow. We didn't get one until a few, at least a year into having a computer with dial-up. Because I remember I would like play video games on my computer in the basement. And we just couldn't get phone calls for a while. Yeah, I don't know how long it took, but... As far as I can recall, I don't ever remember the phone line being tied up because we were online, because we had the two phone lines. We had one weird situation where we got a second phone line, but we had a different phone number for it, but none of us knew what the phone number was because it didn't matter. It was just to hook up the computer, basically. And then one day, we got a call on that second line, which is strange to begin with. So we pick it up, and it's one of my dad's friends calling that phone. That is weird. And it made, we're like, how did you even, first of all, why'd you use this number and not the not the other number that you have already? And how'd you know this number to begin with? Yeah. It made no sense. I mean, we had the same thing where you get a second phone number. Right. But no idea what it was. Don't remember ever getting yeah. a call. How would someone even call it? We didn't have, have a my phone. my dad's friend know it. There was no phone hooked up to it. Oh, we had a phone hooked up to ours. I don't think we had a phone. It was just for the internet. Oh, okay. We'd switch it over when... I think we'd switch it over when we're done on the computer. I don't really remember, to be honest. In case you needed to make another phone call if someone's on the other line. That's fancy. We didn't want to talk to anyone that bad. (laughs) We'd have like a plastic (laughs) shitty phone. (laughs) But I guess it is pretty fancy. (laughs) And yeah, so I mean, beforehand, nothing really happens. We just see that Ben is helping his family out with everything. He's a very supportive brother and son to his dad. I, don't, I have no idea what the dad's name is. Do you know? Um, Nick? Dad? I think it's Nick, actually. Yeah, we'll go with Nick. But I think they or only dad. say dad the entire time. Maybe Sarah says Nick a couple I'm, times. But... I'm sure Sarah said his name. She did not call him dad. Oh, and also before they move into the house, it's clear that Nick is infatuated with Sarah. Oh, yeah, because he's... Not really on board with this smart house, but then he sees her picture on the paper and he's like, mm, we, could, we could go look. Which is impressive because it's hard to have a flattering picture of yourself in a black and white newspaper. I would say Sarah is more attractive than most women. So if someone's got a leg up and having a good picture, it's her. There you go. That's fair. And also Ben really likes basketball. So much so that he plays basketball wearing a sweater that has a basketball on it. I made a note of that and I want... A basketball sweatshirt. No, you don't, because you don't play basketball. I still want the basketball you sweatshirt. You should get a sweatshirt that has podcast equipment on it while we do the podcast. 
oh, that would be so cool. Or, or one with books on it while you librarians. I, while I librarian. <laughs> That's a verb, right? <laughs> I mean, I definitely have t-shirts that have bookish sayings on them. You should wear them to work now. I do. And say you're Ben. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ben. I like books and basketball. Do you think they were Jewish? Ben's a pretty Jewish name, right? And Sarah's wearing a Hamsa. But Sarah's not part of their family. Not yet. Spoilers. Wait, are Hamsas Jewish? No. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. I had no idea. It's the hand of God. I didn't know it was even remotely a Jewish mm-hmm. symbol. I thought it was just like a just a regular symbol. Nope. It's a it's a Jewish thing. Okay, so she's almost certainly Jewish. And she's in a STEM field, so come on. <laughs> Is Angie a Jewish name? Not really. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, and they live in New York, too. And I got excited because I thought they live in our town, but they don't. It's just the county then. <laughs> yeah, so they live in Rochester. <laughs> Too bad. You know they filmed it up there? Probably not, right? I doubt it. <laughs> it's too cold. One of my favorite things when they first moved into the home was Angie's in her room. And they put on some... I don't know if it's just Angie. No, the whole family's in a room together. And they want something like with animals in it. So there's a, a video. on. The, oh, by the way, just the whole wall turns into a video. Like a projection, kind of, is how it works in the house. And, yes, it's very interactive. And there's a huge elephant charging from, from I mean, from the wall. It's obviously not, it's not 3D. It's still 2D. And Angie gets really scared, which made me think of one of the first movies that ever came out with the train coming toward the audience when everyone, oh, yeah. when everyone in the audience got really scared that a train was going to hit them. That's exactly what Angie just did. As if she's never seen a movie before. Well, she did not know what that house was capable of in her defense. Oh, I, I guess it is possible an elephant could have run out of the wall. Yeah. A Jumanji situation. I mean, honestly, in that house, I would not be surprised. Jumanji is such a good movie. Oh, it is such a good movie. The old one. I haven't seen the new one. Oh, me either. With The Rock and... Kevin Jack Black Hart. and... Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I heard it was okay. That's what I heard too. But I feel like watching it the first time when you're in your 30s probably isn't going to be as good. I mean, I'm watching all of these Disney Channel movies for the first time in my 30s. And they're probably worse than when I first experienced them (laughs) when I was 12. I am not the target audience, to say the least. You're a connoisseur, though. (laughs) Also, a little bit weird part was when they go into the house, it takes a blood sample. And from that blood sample, it could tell so much ridiculous stuff about every person in that house. And also from breathing. It could tell things about you from like breathalyzing the air. Yeah, it was a little creepy. A little? I won't lie. A little, could you imagine yeah. if you come home from a run and it's like, oh, you're at 47% salt intake. Drink this. Actually, that's, like, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I'm Hand sure. it over, Pat. I'll drink it. You come home. Make me a smoothie. You come home from a night drinking. <laughs> it's like your blood alcohol is this, blah, 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 blah. You'd and be, like, be like, shut up. I'm already home. It doesn't matter anymore. It just chastises you and that's it. <laughs> uh, that's Pat with Ben's upgrades. Not Pat pre-upgrade. Hey, she, She's she, very approved, she approved of parting at one point. So you never know. There are different yeah. levels of her parenting. Oh, uh, yeah. 
And also another overarching theme of the movie is that it's very clear that Ben doesn't want his dad to date because he doesn't want his mom. The mom passed away. There's only a dad. And he doesn't want a woman filling the shoes of his mom. But Angie is super supportive of it, probably because she doesn't really remember her mother because she was too young when she died. They don't really get into how she died or anything like that, but just that Angie was really young when it happened. Yeah, she doesn't really have any memories of her mother. And, uh, well, this isn't until later in the movie, but we do find out that that's why Ben does all the housework. He does all the cooking. He doesn't um, go out for any sports or clubs because he wants to spend more time at home. Um, because he feels like if he takes care of everything, then his dad won't need to date or marry anyone. Yes. And replace his mom. Exactly. And that's why, and because his dad's getting close with Sarah in the movie, he's very skittish about it and doesn't want them getting too close because, again, he doesn't want anyone trying to replace his mother. Well, really, he's okay with kind of having a replacement for his mother in pat yeah just not an actual person replacement and just some more stuff from the beginning not the beginning but early on the movie they also lay out which is important for later in the movie that pat could see everything in the house except for in the bathroom it sounds like yes because she respects their privacy yeah she doesn't want to invade their privacy she will breathalyze them when they're walking around the house and take their blood and realize what's in their system but she won't she won't watch them pee. Oh, and when when she took Angie's blood, she was like, "Oh, you broke your thumb, whatever." When you were yeah, seven. that was weird. I Which feel like make that any wouldn't. Sense. Yeah, that's not something you would learn through a blood sample. Make, I mean, I'm no doctor, but that's just how I feel. And, and then with the smoothie, another line I liked was there. There's like oranges being shot everywhere in the house because oh, they asked for a banana orange smoothie. Which is the grossest sounding smoothie they could possibly think of. I think that's why Pat broke. I agree. She couldn't yes. handle it. Yes. She was like, these humans are disgusting. Imagine if I asked you for that, how would you react? I would not make it for you. I would not do that. I would not defile my blender in that way. I'm trying to think what, I don't even think I've had a smoothie with orange to begin with. I'm sure I have, but I can't think of... Like manually doing that would be disgusting. I've had smoothies with orange, but they're like citrusy smoothies. Yeah. Not banana. Yeah. Very, mm. very. And Mm-mm. they both wanted it. It wasn't even just yeah. like one of them. Angie's like, oh, I'll have one too. You know, orange with carrot is pretty good. That actually sounds grosser than the first one, to be honest. I'd rather have orange and banana <laughs> than that. <laughs> Are you just naming fruits and vegetables that are the same color? Well, it's also pleasing to the eye, but it is tasty. A little turmeric in there. Very good in the winter to boost your immune system, prevent colds. Do carrots do that? Lots of vitamin C. Oh, okay. Do you ever have the high C's with orange in it? No, my parents didn't buy that stuff. You never had high C's at all? I'm sure I had one at, like, probably at a friend's house, oh, but okay. it didn't really make an impact on me. I think me. it had Slimer from Ghostbusters on the on the box for some reason, but I don't know why I think that. Because he's cool. Is Slimer cool? Yeah, he likes Star Wars. 
Wait, what? I just made that up. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so when the oranges are shooting everywhere, one of them calls it Attack of the Killer Oranges, which is clearly a play on Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, of course. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. We used to watch that as a kid, me, my brother, and my sister. And there's one scene when they're in like a crowded, I think it's a library. And one guy just like looks around and then quietly whispers, tomato. And everyone goes crazy and like jumps all over the place. And someone jumps behind like a chalkboard and stuff like that. We used to just rewind and rewind and rewind and watch that scene over and over again. How many references to um, other movies do you think are in this movie? Because there's that one. Oh, there's so many. There's that. There's Little Mermaid, I think, is showing up on the screen in one of their rooms at one point. I think it's in, I'm assuming, in Angie's room. They're watching Little Mermaid. What? I had a few others. I don't know exactly where. Anything else you can recall? Um, the rat, the pet rat, is named Rat Butler. Did you get that when she said it at first? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea what she was talking Gone with about. the wind. I was... I couldn't be more confused. And also, Gone with the Wind wasn't popular when this movie came out, I don't think. Unless it was just like purposefully an adult joke it for a children's movie. Yes, that could very well be it. So what is Rat Butler? Um, it's a pun of Red Butler, Red Butler, who is, um, I feel like describing him as the love interest isn't entirely accurate, That's but the he's the male name. lead. Yeah. In Gone with the Wind. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Rit sounds like rat. Yeah. Okay. Did you think that the actor who plays Ben had similar facial features to Jennifer Lawrence? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Now that you mention it. No, I have. No, I didn't. Because Jennifer Lawrence has like puffier cheeks. Is that what you're thinking of? Or just like the way the eyebrows are shaped and his eyes. Just the general layout. Of his face was Jennifer Lawrence-esque. Did not cross my mind whatsoever. Well, it crossed my mind. So can we also <laughs> say that this movie references The Hunger Games? In that <laughs> before they were not only not only before the movie came out, but before the books came out. Can we also say that this references the other movies that he's in in the future from now? Yes. <laughs> Including other Disney Channel original movies that he's in or Absolutely. he's going to be in? Absolutely. Which is one of my favorites, by the way. A different one he was in. Do you just like him? Is he your favorite Disney Channel original movie actor? Well, he is and We'll get to it. But he's. I think he's actually a pretty good actor, to be honest. I think the acting in this movie in general is pretty good. Well, Jennifer Lawrence is also a good actor. So, you know, must be in the face. So getting back to what you were saying before about Ben programming Pat to act differently. Mm-hmm. So this is a part I didn't really understand. So he deletes her safety protocols to put in her, to make her basically learn about being a mother. So Ben doesn't want a mother, but he programs the system to act like a mother. It's not that he doesn't want a mother. He doesn't want his father to replace his mom. So so he wants a mother that doesn't have sex with his dad, basically. He wants a mother figure or someone to take over some of the traditional motherly duties like cooking and cleaning. So a maid. He wants a maid. Yeah, he wants a maid. 
He doesn't want a mother. He wants a maid. He wants the robot maid from uh, from the Jetsons. Yes. What was her name? I have no idea. I don't know. All I can think of is Dot, which is the robot robot in uh, Spaceballs. It's not far off. <laughs> she complained a lot more, though, Dot. Yeah, barely. <laughs> oh, also, uh, for most of this movie, I was thinking about Futurama. I could not think about Futurama. Oh, because of the voice? Yeah. Okay. That's so funny that Yoshi... I, I see. I didn't even know she did the voice. Also, I did not look it up before watching the movie. But as soon as she started talking, I was like, "That's Layla." Oh, that's funny. See, I thought something different, but only when we, when we saw her from a different role that she played. Let's go deliver some packages in space. Did you ever watch Married with Children? No. Oh, okay. Because she's the mother from Married with Children. So that's okay. what her, that's definitely what she's most famous for. And she was also in Sons of Anarchy, but I never really watched that. But I feel like she probably does a lot of voice work. She has a good voice. It's possible. Definitely possible. All right. So while watching this movie, we both kept thinking about different uh, TV shows. That's cool. And Jennifer Lawrence, apparently. And Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. There's some other minor things happen. Ben gets bullied. Oh, Ben's also, it seems like he's not at all popular in school and he's very nerdy it's kind of his background he likes star trek oh total star trek geek yeah and basketball yeah he's a basketball trekkie and tuna noodle casserole (laughs) and so sarah comes over to their house for dinner once and eventually the dad goes out to goes out to dinner with sarah Mm mm-hmm and they're, I guess they're not like a thing yet, but they're clearly dating at that point. Well, this, I think the scene that we see, that's their first date. Right. And, and it goes really well. Right. And then going back to before, this is when Pat's in mother mode and she, without telling Angie or Ben, sends out invitations to Ben's entire class, it sounds like, to come over for a party at their house. Yeah, why not? Sounds like a good plan to me. It's a very motherly thing to do. Of course. She wants her son to be popular, and she also had to set the trap for the bully. Yeah, I guess that's true. And my favorite thing about the date between the dad and Sarah is that after they ate dinner, it seems like, they're outside at like the valet, and he asks Sarah if she wants a chocolate kiss, which he had in his pocket. So that presumes that he had a chocolate kiss in his pocket for the entire date. Well, what if he had a Jones in for some chocolate? He just had loose chocolate on his person for an entire date. I mean, was it in his coat pocket or? Either way. Well, I mean, it's not like he was wearing his coat. I mean, I've definitely found stranger things in my pockets than chocolate kisses. But he knew just it. Just it out there. He knew it and it was his plan. To connect that with getting a kiss from her at the date. I, I thought he was like, he put his hand in his pocket and he found it and then he was reminded of something. Oh, you think he just accidentally had the chocolate in his pocket? Do yeah. Do you think Pat put the chocolate in his pocket? No, I think he put the chocolate in his pocket. And he's like, I'm going to have some chocolate later, <laughs> which is something I would do. If it was a bad date, he'd just be like... <laughs> At least I still got my chocolate kiss. And even if it was a good day, we're like, oh, it's a good day. I'm going to end it with some chocolate. <laughs> and 
that I had no problems with that. Okay. That made perfect sense to me. <laughs> That's the difference between me and you right there. <laughs> By the way, I do have a chocolate wrapper right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and getting back to the, the dance party at the house, Ben and two of his friends are, <laughs> they put on some sort of music video. Do you think that was a real song? I don't know. It sounded familiar, but it also could have just been generic boy band music. Okay. So him and two of his friends start dancing. doing They're warming up. Do, doing the dance that the boy band's doing on the screen. It was so great. It's terrible. It was it's so funny. It's so funny. I could just watch that scene over and over again. I can't imagine any situation... Regardless of what, how old I was, then me and two friends would start doing a choreographer dance based upon what was on the TV screen. You know what's even better? They practiced because they all knew like, all right, I'm going to slide up and you two slide right, back. Right, right. So they've done this many it's times. It's very synchronized. Yeah. And then they were so proud of themselves when they were done. Have High you- fives all around. <laughs> Have you ever try to learn a, a dance like that i started to learn the single ladies dance were we in college when that came out i think so okay and it was more like oh i could do that i'm just gonna snap and throw my head back a little bit yeah and call it a day a lot of hand work in that one yeah hand knee synchronization not too bad yeah did you ever get it down no i think this was an idea for like a day okay <laughs> when i was in college before going to some party i don't remember exactly the circumstances but i definitely tried to learn how to crip walk and it didn't go well i can crip walk can you really yeah i, I can't tell if you're kidding or not i can i'll show you later <laughs> <laughs> why do you know that i learned it at a party i think in middle school no yeah <laughs> what kind of parties you guys going to uh, the best kind. Oh my god! That's, but teach me after, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. And 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 you mentioned before about the bully. So the bully, I mean, whatever. Ben gets bullied at school. It's not even that big of a deal. I feel. Ben gets bullied at school. The bully comes over to the party, and then Pat tries to scare him with like a VR skull. Like an animated skull that comes toward him. And like she puts a spotlight on him. So everyone's looking. And then she electrocutes him. And he was like scared of the skull it seemed like. Oh yeah a little bit. I could. I could kind of see like. This is. Pretty much all of their first times. In the house. They don't really know what it's capable of. And he's never seen something like that before. Yeah. So I could see. Maybe not being super scared, but at least a little freaked out, a little startled. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's understandable. And then she just grabs him with her arm thing that gets the newspaper and kicks him out of the house. So did you notice that... So her arm thing goes after people, I think, two or three times throughout the movie. Yeah. And like they're stumbling. Clearly, the animation was added after. But they did not line the animation up with where the actors are. 
So like it's sometimes like pu- they're it's falling, like pushing them, kind of. It seems like yeah, but it looks like that she's missing them. Yeah, like she's not actually pushing them, and they're like but a, they're still they're scared back. of getting grabbed by it, so they're just like falling backwards out of the way. It seems like. But I would say that they were falling back as if they had been pushed, not yeah. as if they were yes, scared. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it was yeah. just very strange to watch. Yeah, I agree. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. And also at this dance, Gwen, who I think Ben refers to as the goddess of the eighth grade, gives him a little smooch. I think she was just using him to get in the house. Do you think so? Yeah. He invited everyone to the house, though. No, Pat invited everyone to the house. Yeah, but everyone, she didn't go any times more than anyone else did. Yeah, but earlier... When they're in school before this, like right. right after he had won, she's like, can we come over to your house and see it? And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, he, she did seem a little infatuated with it. Yeah. Do you think she put in her name for the lottery for it? Oh, definitely. Hopefully. The whole school knew before he did also. We forgot that part, but yeah. Yeah, well, uh, he couldn't receive any calls because the phone line was tied up because he was still on the internet. Unbelievable. What a rascal. And oh, we also mentioned, forgot to mention before that Pat has this system that anything that's touching the floor, she kind of just soaks up into into the floor or like vanishes it. It's not very clear what happens. It seems like it gets sucked up into the floor, but it's not just small things. It's literally anything that's touching the floor. Literally. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. Like a pizza box. It'll just get sucked right up. A baby. Yeah, I think there were several babies at that party. That was, like, so messed up. Like, I understand it's, like, a Disney movie (laughs) and all, so, like, it should be for children. But, like, why would she just kill all those babies in that one scene? We don't know that the babies are dead. We don't know what happens to anything that's sucked up in the floor. Do you think they're sent to some sort of factory? I think they live underground, and they're going to come out as mole people in a later movie. You're wrong. What happens <laughs> is everything goes into the floor and gets burned down. And turns down. into lava? No, no, no. At, at one point, maybe, <laughs> all goes into the floor and gets all put together, and that becomes the food that they eat later on. Oh. It's a Soylent Green kind of situation. So do you mean that in a holistic way like it's all turned into compost and then new food is grown or do you think it's just mashed up and reshaped it's, and died? it's mashed up dad mm. reshaped put some flavors on it and that's that's where all the food comes from this is orange extract and now it's gonna go into an orange banana smoothie yeah Gross. but but not as fun yeah okay that's a that's an interesting theory no that's what ha- that's what happens i asked pat and she told me Oh, I didn't realize you asked Pat. Yeah, Pat told me that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. She's very nice, by the way, in person, but... She sounds nice. She has a lovely voice. That's very true. And this is when... So everyone leaves the party because the dad's going to be there momentarily. Ben and Angie knock everything onto the floor. Pat cleans everything up except for one sweater, which they forget. And that's how the dad realizes that they had a party and he gets mad at all of them and also Pat because she's the one that put together the party. Now, why do you think that they told him that they had a party? Because there was just one sweater. So they could have just said, oh, we had one or two people over. Like they didn't have to admit to having a whole party. Totally agree. 
And also, Ben could have been like, I just had my friend, the goddess of the eighth grade over. We were just smooching. Yeah. Or like we were all watching a movie together. And Stephen, like, they don't. And that would have been fine. Right. And Stephen, like, they don't like lying because they already lied about having people over in the first place. And I feel like the dad would have been just like, I wish you had told me that you were going to have someone over. So simple. Yeah. Next time, just let me know. And that would have been that. They're some stupid kids. They are stupid kids. But they told the truth, which is maybe immoral. I don't know. You know what? Kids, listen up. Don't tell your parents you had the whole big party. Tell them you had one or two friends over. That's the smarter route to go. Just lie better. lie better. Simple as that. (laughs) And this next day is when Pat just goes off the rails. And she just starts acting even more motherly than before because of what the dad was telling her the night prior. He wants her to be a little bit more strict. Yeah. And she goes super overboard. She starts pretty much zapping people for doing things that she doesn't want them to do. At one point, I don't remember. I really need to take better notes. So I just uh, wrote a note that says, trip to the llama farm. Angie has to go to school. Oh, I think that was when Andy. Yeah, she was like one degree warmer than normal. Yeah, so the things that happened were first Ben, she tells Ben to pull up his shorts because they're too low and zaps him for them. We'll let him leave the house until he does it. Well, she should have just pulled the shorts up and then immediately put the shorts back down once he left the house, which or I think he did. At least uh, wait until he got out of reach of the arm, of Pat's arm thing. Yes. Yeah. There's also a part where Angie's watching cartoons and that's when she her temperature was like 99 degrees. And she's like, oh, you got to stay home. And that's when Angie had to go to the llama farm, which you we were very excited by. That's I was hoping the rest of the movie would be Angie's trip to the llama farm. That's... uh smarter house which is the next one i'm so excited yeah ben's trying to read a comic book and gets that and she keeps turning lights off but my favorite one which can we just pause here so i can say this comic books are books i agree that is all i agree in a literal sense but i feel like they're not as good for reading as book books i disagree all right let's hash this out Comic books develop visual literacy skills. And did you know that for uh, for any parents out there who are into Lexile numbers, comic books consistently have higher Lexile scores than prose books. In terms of the vocabulary used in the books? Yes, because they can use a higher vocabulary because oftentimes the definition of the word is pictured right there. So it's easier to the for the reader to figure out what the word means. So that's not in terms of a different amounts of words, different unique words. It's not that, but it's a higher vocabulary. Okay. So like yes. how like the certain like the Wall Street Journal is written as if like a tenth grader could read it, but the New York Post is written as if you're like in sixth grade or something. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Still disagree with the overall premise, but interesting stuff. All right. Well, um, as the literary expert here, I'm just going to say you're wrong. So there. As the Disney Channel original movie expert. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so back to and the other thing that Pat was getting mad about was that the dad wanted to call Sarah and she wouldn't let him do it until he finished more work. So she wouldn't even let him use his phone or anything or virtual visual. Oh, yeah. Which I wish I had that for myself to stay more focused on things. 
I don't. Because I feel like I would just keep finding different things to distract myself. Well, what if you couldn't? What if something stopped you every time? You just couldn't do anything else besides the task you had to finish. Well, that's when I start zoning out and daydreaming and uh, my brain is wonderful. No, but they Probably shock you. from all you. the comic books I read. It shocks you every time you try to do something different or think about something different. It knows everything. It's like you can't have a chocolate kiss until you finish your podcast. Uh, well, Pat, they're already in my pocket, so how are you going to stop me? <laughs> Just so your pocket's short. <laughs> she takes the first five in one pocket, and you still have another one hiding in your back pocket. Take that, Pat. <laughs> Got kisses everywhere. <laughs> and a little bit later on, there's an homage to all the other movies and the trope and all these other movies. Where one of the main characters, a kid, comes downstairs to overhear or oversee something downstairs that they're not supposed to hear or see. Like in Brink when he sees his parents talking about mm-hmm. accounting and how yes. they're broke. Or in Halloween Town when, what's the main character in Halloween Town? I don't know. Marnie? Marley. Marnie. Marnie. Marnie, Marnie, and, Marnie and me? Yeah. Marley and Marnie. <laughs> when Marnie comes downstairs <laughs> and sees her mom and grandma talking about being witches and stuff like that so this is when ben comes downstairs and he sees his dad and sarah kiss it was adorable but ben was not having it he didn't think it was adorable i don't know oh and um before this sarah does shut down pat because she just thinks you know what we're just gonna shut her down for a night and we'll turn around tomorrow and maybe she just needs to cool off for a bit so that she can kind of re her system can reset but we the audience see that pat has a system shutdown override i feel like that's not that shouldn't be allowed i agree but i Mm -hmm. thought it was interesting how she only came back on because she still hears what's going on she's basically basically exactly alexa because alexa only responds to certain commands but it still presumably hears everything you say even when you turn it off. Well, yeah, because Amazon wants to know things. Sure. Which is why we have a Google Home instead. We're safe like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Google would never sell our and information. It, and it hears the dad say, who needs Pat anyhow? And that's when she boots herself back up. She's like, I'm going to show you who's boss. I don't blame you her. need me. She's not wrong. They are relying on her a lot. And Sarah can't do all those things. Well, she can't. Sarah can't suck things up into the floor. But apparently she can cook because they're cooking. And she could also build Pat. (laughs) Right. But she's busy with that stuff, though. She's working all hours of the night designing these things. Like in the first scene, we see her at the smart house. It seems pretty late that night. And they're trying to set up the the award and everything like that. Yeah, but we don't know if she's working that late every night. It's just that that's the night of the contest and she wants everything to be perfect. I think think she's a very hardworking woman. And the fact that you don't think she's hardworking is a little degrading, I would say. (laughs) I'm saying that she has a work-life balance. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see about that. I think this is when Ben and his dad have a heart-to-heart about feeling like he's losing mom Mm -hmm. right yes 
So check for the father-son bonding scene. Yeah, so I mean, it's mandatory. Oh, and also another check for the Disney Channel not having a family with a mom and a dad, (laughs) which I think is all but one movie so far, I want to say. Um, all right, so there was a mom and, and dad in the 13th year. There was a mom and dad in another one, t- in um, Can of Worms. Oh, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the protagonist. Okay, okay. Because Brink also there is, but right. other characters have the issue. So I guess it depends. Yeah, yeah it depends where the focus is. A new lucky dog, who knows? He has a dog, and that's all you need to know. He's both parents for the dog. <laughs> or, or the dog's both his parents, who knows? I still, I still don't get that movie. Is, the dog is his parent. Anyway, projection pad. And here we go. Here's the married with children portion of the movie. Who are moving off of Leela and moving on to married with children at this point. So this part is the first time we see any visual of Pat. Before that, it's just a voice and that's it. Also, Pat stands for something. I don't know what it stands for, but it stands for something. I don't remember either. And the first time Pat appears, at least for anyone in the family to see, she appears in Ben's room. And she talks about how she doesn't want Sarah to be there anymore because she feels like she's being replaced by Sarah. She wants to be Ben's mom. She doesn't really want to be like the dad's wife or anything like that, but really just wants to be a mother figure to Ben and Angie, which she's been doing for the last few weeks. How long do you think it's been going on for at that point? I feel like they haven't been in the house that long. Maybe a month? Okay. Yeah, that's a few weeks, I would say. That makes sense. Yeah. So she wants to be their mother. And at this point, I think Ben Ben walks through Pat. So it's, she's not like there. She's just kind of like a VR kind of situation. And he tells his dad and Sarah that he saw Pat. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then she appears right in front of them in the kitchen. And this is when the solitaire scene happens. So Pat multiplies exponentially. And she's like, I can be everywhere at once and I can do all of the things. You only need me. And this is when your favorite thing again, she pushes Sarah out of the house with her Inspector Gadget arm. Go, go, Pat arm. And so, yeah, Sarah gets kicked out of the house and everyone else is locked in. She puts down like bars and metal, whatever stuff all around the house so they can't no one can get in no one can get out i'm your mother get used to it this is a uh, a covid19 quarantine house now they don't need to leave for anything they can just stay there i was gonna say a purge house but that works also <laughs> that's more relatable to this day and age <laughs> oh and so in order to save the day ben knows that he has to get in contact with sarah in some way and this is where that little tidbit from the beginning of the movie that's like, Pat respects your privacy in the bathroom comes in. Because when he contacts Sarah, he brings his computer into the bathroom with him. Right. There's actually, I would say, two tidbits. There's the bathroom privacy thing and also the rat butler thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Rhett butler is a very smart rat. Wait. So what does the rat... So he goes into the bathroom, tells Sarah... What's going on? And they have to like come up with a plan for it. And so he messages her from the computer. She messages back, whatever. And then does the rat go in the house? Wait, what happens with that? So I think what happens with the rat is 
like you said, they're communicating via like whatever instant messenger they're using. Um, and then the rat brings him a message. The rat's basically like a mess, a carrier pigeon, but a carrier rat. Um, I don't know why that message had to be delivered via paper. Does like the rat a, tell him to go to the bathroom? Maybe that's what it was. No, because he was already in the bathroom, and that's how he got the initial message to her. And then the rat delivers something to him. Okay, I don't remember yeah, what I don't it remember delivers. What the message was, but at this point, oh right, right, right. No, the mouse comes to him first, then he goes to the bathroom. That's what it was. So I think the rat probably told him she doesn't look in the bathroom or something along those lines. He goes to the bathroom, tells her, and that's when Sarah like dives in. Yeah, she waits for the paper boy right. to deliver the paper. So she dives in through the the hole for the paper, mm-hmm. the which is way too big. Like it's just for newspapers, presumably. I don't know. It, it seems like that uh, that arm is getting a lot of use in uh, poking and prodding people. Oh, except I think I would like that house except for that arm. Yeah, no arms. That people arm freaks can just me out. Walk out and get the paper. You need the exercise anyway. <laughs> so she dives in. Ben pretends to be sick as a way of distracting Pat because she's acting motherly. So that's a good way of distracting a mother is to pretend to be sick, presumably. I think this is the third movie where the main character pretends to be sick in Brink, in the 13th year, and now this. Well, no, in the th- I agree about Brink, but in the 13th year, he doesn't pretend to be sick. He just sits in bed because his parents told him he can't oh, go. Right, right, right. But it's, but that was exactly it was that was almost exactly the same thing as Brick, except for being sick. <laughs> so yes, that's exactly the same. And but unfortunately, Sarah gets caught by Pat. Pat sees her, mm-hmm. and then they're all in the living room. Sarah and the rest of the family. And at this point, Pat grows big. Yes, yeah, she gets big. Why? And she, because she's angry. She's like the Hulk. The virtual Hulk. Oh, she's the virtual Hulk. Yeah. Oh, is that why she turned green? Yes. Oh, I didn't put that together. And then I actually didn't want to finish the movie, so we just started watching the Avengers. And I think at this point, that's where we were like, this movie seems a little long. And I was like, no. Wait, you put the Avengers on? Yeah. Are you telling me Thor isn't in Smart House? I mean, he might be. We didn't watch the last few, oh, few minutes. Oh, Joanna, come on. I just... I wanted to mix things up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know my goal is to never see Avengers. (laughs) How dare you? I am not sorry. And after getting big, Pat creates a tornado and starts singing. Oh, yeah. She starts singing the lullaby that uh, earlier in the movie, they show a little home video of the, the mom. Which is super, super creepy. Not the home video. The home video was very cute. But her, her singing, singing was, was extremely yeah, creepy. It was very creepy. And the kids are not feeling it. Nope. And Ben pretty much straight up tells her, you're not my mom. You'll never be my mom. And I hate you. You're tacky and I hate you. And that's when... Oh, and they also talk about how Ben's like, oh, you can't even touch us. You can't be my mom. And Pat tries to touch him and can't. And Yeah, and it's amazing that it's just that one thing. Like, you can't touch us. And then she's like, you're right. But, I'm going to be normal and again. And he also walked through her before. Yeah. So like she it was, knew. It was a very strange thing. Yeah. I feel like of the things that would kind of bring her down, 
that would not have been it. Yeah. And that's pretty much the resolution of the movie. Yeah. They continue living in the house. Pat becomes an AI again, but mm-hmm. acts normally. She turns back into Alexa. Yeah. Although that last scene was super creepy with her face on the screen. Yeah. I hated that. I feel like they could have done the same thing, but just paused on a different facial expression. Yeah, just have or have her moving the whole time so she's not stuck with just staring forward. Like that. Yeah, like have her waving oh. or I don't know what. But it reminded me of something. like a dummy from like those Goosebump movies. Hated it so much. I didn't watch those movies. Oh, I showed. Remember, I showed you that last. Yeah, you scene? did. Oh, yeah, when the that, kid's head turns around. That's creepy, right? Yeah. yeah. But there was no dummy in that scene. It was just him, the, with the spirit of the dummy inside of him. Spoil. Oh, spoilers for episode forty six of Goosebumps. <laughs> Where that was on? Was it on Netflix? Yeah, I think it is on Netflix now. We'll do Goosebump episodes next. No, thank you. (laughs) Actually, you know what? After we have finished 108 Disney Channel original movies, maybe I'll be okay with Goosebumps. All right, so we're 60 years old. We'll do that. Sounds good. (laughs) And I think the credits has the same song that they were playing before the party, the House is Jumping song, which is great. Fantastic song. Do All right, so for the past few movies, there has been a theme song specific to the movie when did that start and do all of the movies have that so there is a connection between you're talking about xenon right um xenon um the 13th year i think can well 13th year was just a song written for the movie after the fact that wasn't in the movie itself until the credits that's what i mean oh okay because like xenon i would say has like a song like a popular song that they Mm reference throughout the movie so, well, I'll get to the connection between Xenon and this movie. Okay. So just just you wait. All right. So some of the questions we did a couple, for the last few episodes, I think. So we're going to go through them now. So the first one I have is, if you could change anything about this movie, what would you change? I mean, I guess I would have wanted the kids to be better liars and told their father we just had a friend over. Um, and I feel like, he, I don't know, that for some reason annoyed me. Okay. Um, and I don't know. There wasn't, there wasn't a ton. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, maybe I would add more dancing scenes. That oh, was pretty awesome. That's, yeah, it's a given. Um, that's, that's all these movies, by the way. I wish there was more dancing. Yeah. In general, more dancing in movies, please. Is that because you saw High School Musical and you've assumed every one of those movies was like that? Yes, 100%. Okay, that makes sense then. <laughs> um, no, I could definitely see being like a 10, 11, 12-year-old and watching this movie and having a great time. So the change I had was I wish there was a better fight between Pat and Sarah besides Pat just pushing Sarah out of the house. Because besides that, the fighting was really on between Pat and kind of Ben, I would say. Yeah, and a little bit between, I would say, Pat and the family in general. They ha- they bickered as she got more strict. Yeah, but I wanted a mm-hmm. physical fight between Pat and Sarah. I think that would have been difficult just because the most physical part of Pat was that arm. Yeah. Um, And then clearly, you know, even she was not. A physical being, so it would have been difficult. Maybe she could have sucked Sarah up in the in the floor. In the floor. 
<laughs> she just vanishes. Yeah. And then we learn the technology about how the floor works. And then the sequel is Sarah getting out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one we have is if you were to ship two characters together, I'll I'll be a little more open here because I feel like most characters in the movie are just family members <laughs> or computers. So if you just ship two characters together, who would you ship together in a platonic way if you want? Ben's two friends that are in the The two dancing. kids that dance together yeah. with him? Yeah, they should be together. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I said Pat and the bully as a kind of a uh, a dom, oh. sub-dom relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Pat just constantly beats him up. And because he's, and he's a bully, into it. yeah, because he's a yeah. bully, he he never gets in the other end of it. So that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the uh, the two friends because they obviously dance really well together. That's true. That that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Ben set them up together. So that's so sweet of him. And we'll we'll all start with this one. So my favorite scene was them dancing to the music. Oh, that was my favorite scene too. <laughs> It had to be. There's no yeah. other good scenes. I'm kidding about that part, but definitely the best scene in the movie was uh, that. 100%. <laughs> and the last question is, who would you most want to hang out with of the characters in the movie? Um, I think Sarah. Me too. Yeah. I would want her as my business partner. Absolutely. She's super smart. She carries the load and then you're just doing your own thing. Yeah, and she's she's available. Like whenever they have a problem with the house, Sarah's like, "All right, I'll come by and fix it." Even when the dad just calls her at random times, she's doing work. She's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll talk to good old Daddyo about what's happening in the house." <laughs> yeah, definitely, Sarah. Ten out of ten. Very impressive scientist. <laughs> so before we get to the other stuff, let's say what in general were. Your thoughts on the movie. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Did you think it was the worst movie ever? Did you think it was worse than Can of Worms? Go. I feel like I already answered this question. So you liked it? Yeah. Uh, I also really enjoyed this movie. It's one of my favorites growing up for sure. Like I said before, it was one of the most memorable. And I think of the ones we've seen so far, also for sure in my top three. Although there's some like really bad ones that we've seen so far. But definitely, I think it's a good movie. I think it still holds up. And it actually was pretty accurate for a movie in 1999 that had dial-up of, like, what technology was going to be like in the future. I mean, like, people have smart homes now. Outside of the food being made, almost exactly right. And, like, the blood. I think the blood stuff is a little whatever. But otherwise, it's pretty spot on. Yeah, like you can voice control things. You can control things from your phone. It was, yeah, good on Smart House. Very impressive, Mm -hmm. to be honest. And this is a a new segment we're starting this week, which we call Hot Seat. And if you don't know in general what Hot Seat is, it's basically just asking someone a question or a series of questions and putting them on the spot, and they have to answer it immediately. So, Joanna, would you like to start off? Our first segment, first time doing Hot Seat. I would. And um, I will tell you that I came up with two questions, but one of them was already answered. What was the one that you already were going to ask? 
Um, have you ever learned choreography to a boy band song? That's very funny. Um, but you know what? I will well, look, ask well, my sh- follow-up question, okay. which is, which boy band is your favorite? Now or when I was growing up? Both. That's a little tough because I don't know. I I don't know. I really like Brockhampton more of recently, and I don't know if they're qualified as a boy band. But they kind of call themselves a boy band. So I'm going to go with them for now, my favorite. But growing up, I would say, hmm, I definitely liked NSYNC more than Backstreet Boys. I liked O-Town at one point, but definitely not to the same extent as NSYNC. So I'll probably go with NSYNC, I think. What was yours or is yours? Um, I think we're gonna have to break up because i was a backstreet boys girl i never had i had mm. one in sync album and the only thing i remember about it it must have been whatever bye 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 was on it may have been called bye 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 to be honest it was like yellow with like red circles inside of it i kind of remember oh i think i had that one too that was the only one i had but i did have quite a few backstreet boys albums okay that doesn't sound unusual at all for you I listen to them often. Are they still your favorite boy band? Um, I guess so, just because I don't really listen to any boy bands anymore. So for nostalgia reasons, they're still my favorite. Okay. I did also listen to O-Town and I watched Baking the Band. Right. Oh, it's funny. We discussed this. <laughs> yeah, we did. We just recently talked about it. We're talking about Danity Kane. <laughs> That's very funny. Okay. My question is... If you were living in the smart house, what would be the first food you would make? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, she does have a menu to select from. You know what? Maybe brownies. I don't know why, but, you know, just having fresh brownies is always delicious. And when someone else makes them, they're it's even better. So, yeah. Brownies. Okay, and how much of your answer of brownies is it because you want brownies right now? Not much. Until you asked me that question, I didn't actually want brownies. Okay. <laughs> Surprise, which is surprising. <laughs> Very surprising. Fair. Yeah. You had too many chocolates in your in your pockets during uh, the episode. I might be pulling one out right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else for Hot Seed? I think we could... Uh... So on a scale of... One to ten. Good scale. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much would you enjoy living in a house that did all of those things for you if it didn't malfunction like Pat did? With one being you would not enjoy it and ten being you would most definitely enjoy it. It's tough because I consider myself fairly self-sufficient. And I'm not super into like fancy foods and stuff like that. I also feel like if I lived in that house, I would just get super fat very quickly because it just makes whatever foods you want. No, she recommends foods based on a balanced diet. Before she was mother mom, though, I guess when she was mother mom, she was giving them less healthy foods, but it kind of changed. She was uh, more into giving them treats when she was mother mom. But when she was regular Pat, when she was mother mom, when she was mother Pat. Yeah. When she was regular Pat, she was giving them 
a well-balanced diet. Okay. I guess the more I think about it, as long as the smart house wasn't notifying other people about my private information and stuff like that and selling it to the Chinese, I would give it an eight living there. How about you? Um, yeah, I would say about the same. And I feel like in 1999, our data probably wasn't being harvested in quite the same way it is today. So yeah. it might have been safer. You wouldn't have to do dishes. Uh, that would be great. I do not enjoy doing dishes. What? Nor do I like vacuuming, for the record. I thought you told me you loved doing dishes when we first started dating. Those words most definitely never came out of my mouth. What? Never, ever, ever. Oh, my. I wrote it down in my journal. I thought it was funny. You can do dishes from now on. I'm okay <laughs> with it. All right. You heard it here, folks. Sam will always do the dishes right. and vacuum. I think that's all I have for hot seat. And so getting to... Oh, we want to go over your prediction. So before we watched this movie, we had you predict what you thought was going to happen. And so yes. what you said, I believe, was that it was going to be a mom and a dad with mm -hmm. three kids. One was older, I think, and twins. You mentioned something about twin children. Yes, so fraternal the, twins. Right, three kids, two were fraternal twins, and then one other child. And they, they were living in a house that was... Like the Jetsons. Yes. Which... Gone wrong. Not not far yeah. off at all. I mean... You missed the parent. You missed on the parent, and you missed on the twins. But besides that... House... Jetsons house gone, yeah. gone wrong. I, I, I think, think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> I think the title of the movie <laughs> was a bit of a giveaway. Maybe just a little bit. The next one might be also, but we'll see. Which what's our next movie? So our next movie is Johnny Tsunami. Okay. So this So what could, do you think happens in Johnny Tsunami? It's either going to be about Well, first off, do you know anything about Johnny Tsunami? No. Have you Other ever, than have you seen it's the one cover of your favorite or anything. Yeah, I have seen the cover. Okay, okay. So you have a little bit of a hint there. But okay, so what do you think happens in Johnny Tsunami? Um, it's either about a tsunami that completely devastates the city. Um, everyone is homeless, hunger, uh, ravages. It's terrible. That's one prediction. Okay. The other one is it's about a boy who really likes to surf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the first prediction, just want to get the get your kind of mindset here. Do you think it's actually possible that it's about a tsunami that ravages a city? No. <laughs> My favorite thing about that is that, it, let's say it was about that. That means that there was a, a person named for the tsunami. No, it's like how storms are named. It's Oh, Johnny yeah, the Tsunami. Yeah. Like Sandy the Hurricane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sandy... Yeah. Because we always call it, I mean, that's funny because, like, we called it Sandy Hurricane. We called it Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> no, but this is Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> well, tsunamis are different. Oh, they, the only difference yeah. is that they, the come names on, come first. Use your head here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that's a pretty good prediction. Mm. We'll see how it plays out. Was there anything else? Oh, there's some other things, actually. Anything else you wanted to say about the movie before we get to this? 
Um, I don't think so. All right, so some stuff about the cast. I'm going to go up real quickly. So Ben, the son, was also in a different movie called The Luck of the Irish, which is also one of my favorite Disney Channel original movies. I think it's a little bit down the line, but I'm glad he's in both of those. He's also in one of the Final Destination movies. You ever see those? No, I have not. They're pretty good, some of them, I would say. Um, I don't like scary movies. They're not really scary, I would say. They're more, like, suspenseful. In a scary way. I don't know. I still wouldn't say. I don't like scary movies either, but whatever. Well, I won't force you to watch it yet. (laughs) Yet. Uh, We know that the younger sister was in Brink, and she was born the same year as us. Yeah. Is that wild? That is wild. Yeah. Damn. I think she's like a month or two older than me. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah. A month older, a month younger. One of those. Which is pretty funny. And then we said already, um, Pat is played by Katie Seagal. She's in Married with Kids. She was Leela. She was in Sons of Anarchy. And you said LeVar Burton already from Reading Rainbow mm-hmm. was the director. The film was based on a screenplay by Stu Krieger. And Krieger did this movie. He did Xenon. He did Xenon 2, the sequel. He did Xenon 3. He did Phantom of the Megaplex, which is another Disney Channel original movie in the future, which I think Mickey Rooney was in that movie, which is insane. And he did like five other Disney Channel original movies. So they kept him busy. Yeah. He was which, just cranking like, him out. He did two of the best ones we've seen so far. Yeah. So... Oh, and he also did my sister's favorite movie growing up, which is Monkey Trouble. I don't think I've ever seen Monkey Trouble. It is an awful movie. Well, it's, I think it's an awful movie, but Devin absolutely loves it. We used to watch it. Like I told you, we used to rent movies from Blockbuster and go to our third basement and watch movies. She would get that constantly. We'd watch it all the time. You know what? I will watch it with her. You are not invited. Thank you. And the last thing is, so the guy Stu Krieger who wrote the movie... He actually visited NASA for this movie and for Xenon to kind of get in touch with like the technology that they have, which would be used in the future. He went deep. Yeah. So he like legit did his research, went to NASA to like look at their technology. That's really impressive. Yeah. Good for him. So that's what he gets for, for doing that. Yeah. Maybe that's why uh, so many accurate predictions. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He knew what was up. Him and LeVar. I am impressed. I have my impressed face on. If I wanted to make a movie, I'd hire the two of them. Be like, go at it. Just don't make monkey trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that is all I had. So like we said, the next movie is going to be Johnny Tsunami, which I'm very excited for. I'm also very excited for it. And anything else that you wanted to say? Big time, dude. Bye.